Hey everyone, welcome to the Hoot Hop Show. Uh, we're going to give you a little extra content this week. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will by the time you listen to our regular episode on Friday. Um, so, uh, we're going to talk about paranormal activity. So, I am Hoot Hobbs, and with me as always is my right-hand man to the left, C. Wayne. What's up? And Mr. BT, Brennan Torres. Really, guys? Ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, why not? You coward. Okay. I'll ask you the same question. What, aren't you having fun? We'll see. All I right. feel like that's what a murderer says right before they do something <laughs> sinister. Well, you know, I mean... Aren't you having fun? <laughs> Let the man tell his story. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, we actually got a request via social media, the socials, Facebox to be specific, um, to just basically asking, have I ever experienced anything paranormal? Uh, have you guys, uh, somebody wanted to hear us talk about it. So, um, let's do it. So first off, before you, before anyone tells any stories whatsoever, I don't mean do you have proof because there's no proof of paranormal, okay? That's that's the whole point of it being paranormal. But have you ever had an experience? Just simply yes or no, C. Wayne. Yes. Mr. BT. I suppose. Depends how you look at it. Uh, yes. Okay, you're hardcore logical, though. <clears throat> yes, fair enough. Is it fair that I call you logic? Yes, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Psychological. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, my answer is... Yes. So, what I want to do is, uh, you know, Colt, why don't you uh, oh, regale us with your terrifying stories of paranormal <clears throat> activity? Mine's more on the creepy side. I'll All get right. the lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, go ahead, man. So, so tell me what you got. Tell, I, I, like, I'm interested to hear about other people's experiences because, I mean, it's... I got three. Okay, sweet. Three of them. Start us out with one. So, it... My dad, we have a, a cabin out on some land in southeastern Oklahoma. I'm not going to say next, but right, yeah, yeah. The coordinates spot. are the coordinates are 1200 east, 75 south. That's probably somewhere in Africa, but <laughs> who knows? Don't worry, just check the webpage later. I'll drop the coordinates. Yeah, we'll yeah, drop we, the link. It's yeah. right by Clayton. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> All right, just tell your Anyways, story. So when my dad, uh, there's an old Indian cemetery out there where our ancestors and our um, family's friends' ancestors live because they've always shared the land and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my dad was playing out there as a kid, and there's also an old Indian um, church out there by the cemetery, so it's really creepy at night. Right. And my dad said he was like kid, early teenager, he was running around, and he saw a fire out there in the middle of the cemetery. And he said he would, he'd see it like for a week straight, a couple, and then it'd go away. He'd see it like later on in the year, and it was always at the same time every year, like twice a year for mm-hmm. like a week straight. And he said he'd go out there the next morning, and there'd be no ashes, no wood, nothing from fire, no like smell or anything. But he said, like, him and his dad and them, like, looked through something. I don't know, like, they had binoculars or, like, what they had because that was a couple of right, it was 30 big, years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> like, he said, you could see the flames going up and you could see shadows dancing around it. Like, you could hear, like, a quiet yell almost yeah. to, like, where they didn't want you to hear it, but they, a little bit. Yeah, so so kind of like a, a... chant. Yeah, like a war dance or rain yeah. dance or something like that, huh? Like, and just could, some kind of... They see like, the shadows going around it in circles. Wow. Getting crazy. That's... You and could, I, I didn't you believe could it. hear it, you could see the light, and you could see the silhouettes, but whenever so you me. would come and investigate it the next day, there was no yeah, evidence. He said there was that nothing. There was no, no ashes, no wood. Because if there's a fire, there's going to be ashes. Yeah, right. Yeah, there, absolutely. Be, you can't well, fake and, that. And yeah. If there's a bunch of people dancing around a fire, you're going to see disturbed ground and all that kind of stuff as well. He said so. the cemetery was just the same as it's always looked. 
And so then I'm about 16 or 17, and I'm out there with my cousin staying the night. And from the back of the cabin, we cleared a lot of trees to make hunting trails and walking trails. Right. And you can see the cemetery. And I look out the back of the cabin, and I just, my heart dropped, and I froze still because I saw the fire with the people dancing. And I was like, I just froze up. Because yeah. then it felt like every, it, they just stopped. Yeah. And then they moved. And I felt like they were looking at me. Yeah, that's... And that's, I just stopped. That's creepy, dude. Because it looked like they creepy. just looked at me and I was like, I didn't... He never said they stopped and looked. He just said they <laughs> right. danced. They just kept dancing. They <clears throat> popping and locking mostly. But, uh. <laughs> they just looked at me and I freaked out and I was like, Bo, look. And he goes, what? And it was it was never there for him. The whole time we were both looking, I saw it and he couldn't. And that's I was like... crazy, dude. I was like, I'm mental. I'm mental. I don't know. That's, that's creepy. That's pretty creepy And there creepy was nothing story. there the next day. All right. Mr. BT. First of all, are we picking up a cricket? I, I think we are picking up a cricket. I can hear a cricket. I don't know. Uh-uh. It's the demons. <laughs> okay, don't 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 do that. <laughs> yeah, I cut that. <laughs> For real, cut that out. <laughs> Get it together. Well, there's our friend that truck. Yeah, that there's our by. truck that drives by every week. Yeah, loud. Here we go. Nothing haunted about that. That's just the. Oh and my there's, God. And there's, there's that like Col- every other week. Colby's phone. Hey, my ringer oh doesn't my work. Gosh. We have an amateur we hour here. We didn't have that last week. <laughs> no. <laughs> my ringer Imagine. don't work. All right. All right. Anyway, anyway. Go ahead. All right. So, again, I'm Mr. Logical over here, so right. I don't know exactly what it is that I saw. And plus, I have to factor in the fact that I was a child. Right. But... Whenever I was a kid, my grandparents would often venture out into like smaller towns in Oklahoma to like small Pentecostal churches. Oh, okay. And it was because my grandmother's dad was a preacher. He would go around preaching at these little churches. He'd get an invitation, he'd go and he'd preach. Well, I remember one time whenever, I don't know, I might have been like six. Uh, we were out someplace. I can't. I could never take you back there now, even if I could try to get back to the same place. But uh, we were at this church, and it was towards the end of the, the the service because my grandpa was up on stage and he was preaching, and he was preaching something heavy about uh, demonic spirits or casting out devils or or something uh, right. along the lines of that. And just when there was a pause, a little silent break, out of nowhere, you heard. Boy, I tell you what, like, even in the headphones, that one kind of you, you uh, yeah. it chills down the spine. You, you picked that up through the, the amps, and you know, obviously, we were like, okay, what's this feedback? So we stopped, and they went up there and they investigated. All of the musical equipment was off. The only microphone that was on was my grandpa's that he was preaching. Into. Right, so it shouldn't have been any kind of feedback. So there should have been no feedback. There's no possibility of a feedback if everything's off, right? Right. So I don't know. Uh, but I still remember it to this day because it was creepy and weird. And I remember being uncomfortable on the, the ride back home because we had to drive from there back to, to Fort Smith. Right. And I fell asleep. But I still remember that to this day. And like I said, I might have been six, seven. I don't know. I was yeah. a little, little kid. That's creepy. That's creepy. Because that actually fits more along with my uh, belief in the paranormal, uh, you know, uh, not saying I don't believe that there are spirits and all this kind of stuff. I just, I don't know. It's strange, but yeah, that's a that's that's a good one. That one that one thoroughly uh, went down my spine. So, uh, yeah. All right. See, Wayne, you said you got another one. Oh yeah. So soon also, my dad. It, he saw a lot of stuff. He didn't tell right. me all of it, but he said he saw a lot of stuff. So we used to live in this house in Lavaca, the one with the big field where we had cows. You know. Yeah. 
I know it well. And so, like, a lot of, um, a lot of, um, not a lot. Older people used to live there, and they had a kid, a couple kids there and something. I know one of them died when they were young. Oh, wow. I didn't and know so, that. like, I didn't, I didn't find that out until, like, we were about to move out of it. And then my dad said he would get up in the middle of the night, and he'd always eat a snack or something because he couldn't sleep. So he'd be up, like, one or two in the morning, turn on, like, Family Guy or something, eat a honey bun yeah. every single night, have yeah. a Coke. And he said one time he thought it was Jack up, like, two or three, maybe four, running in the hallway. And he'd go, Jack, go back to bed. And the kid would kind of poke his head out and giggle and run. And he said he saw that for a couple nights in a row. What's bad, I'm sorry to cut you off. What's bad is he told me this story too. And yeah, this is weird. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And so like the kid like giggles and stuff. And I don't remember like all of it because I was, I was probably 10 or 11 when he told me this. Like when I found out like, because I was pretty young. I'm sure you might remember pieces that I might not. But he said like he followed it and it was like, it was gone. He could never, and he'd see Jack in bed. I think Abby was born. She was a newborn at the time. Yeah. And like they were both in bed so he'd be confused. I remember one time he told me he, he looked it in the eyes like they were looking face to face Yeesh. and something happened I don't, I don't remember what he else he said but I think like it it like said something to him and then just ran off into the closet yeah that's yeah no thanks I was scared I, I, I got I, news for you I ain't following a ghost I was anywhere. scared to get up in the middle of the night I was like I refuse to move well I'll tell you what uh, let me tell you my story um, because I was always um a skeptic, I guess you could say. You know, I was like, do you believe in ghosts? No. It wasn't like a tough thing. It was just like, I just didn't. I'm like, no, not really. Well, <clears throat> whenever I was in high school, um, there was this, you know, there's, there's always the stories going around. Brandon, you're old enough to know about like, uh, the, I don't know, like there's some hill over in Alma that, you know, if you stop on the train tracks, someone pushes you off the tracks, you know, or something like that. It's, that one's a little more easily explainable. It's an optical illusion. It looks like it's pushing you uphill, but you're actually just kind of barely coasting downhill. It's just the lay of the land, you know. Uh, we found that out through, uh, you know, surveying. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, uh, so we'd always heard stories like that, but I had actually heard this one that wasn't nearly as, like, you know, in your face. You know what I'm saying? I'd heard that, like, if you drive down this stretch of road at this time, you'll see this. I was like, Psh. so the stretch of road was Highway 96 in between uh, Greenwood and Lavaca, which is, of course, Fort Chaffee. It's the military base. You're basically driving through the middle of a military base. You know, it's it's open for public trans, you know, transport. There's gated roads all the way around it you can't turn into. But anyway, so they said if you go down here at about, uh, you know, 1130 at night, at this point, you'll see a guy run across the road. I was like, okay. So a guy ran across the road. He's like, no, nah, you don't see his legs. Like, you can't see his legs. Like, your lights will hit him. You won't see his legs. He'll run really fast across the road. I was like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah, let's go check it out. You know, I, I didn't believe it, so I didn't care. I was like, let's go. Uh, so <clears throat> this happened. I, I And, you know, don't believe me. Believe me. I Whatever. I don't care. I know what I saw. And so a friend of mine... Uh, and I decided we were going to check it out. So we waited. We were at my parents' house, which is in the same place it is now. You know, we were there uh, hanging out at about 11 o'clock. He was like, yo, let's go. I was like, all right. So we went to Greenwood. And when we got there, we waited till about 11.15-ish. And we turned around and we came back. So on the way back, it was about, oh, I don't know, about 11.30. And we hit that spot. And... 
dude ran across the road. What they didn't tell me is how terrifying that would be because this dude, uh, he's not scary looking. He's just a guy. But like it, it, it was, for lack of a better way to put it, it was transparent. You know what I'm saying? Light seemed to go through it, not stop on it. You know what I'm saying? Casting shadows on it. Nope. It was so weird, man. And to this day, have never seen it again. And tried. So I was always thinking... Oh, so you went back because you wanted yeah, you wanted that yeah, evidence. Yeah, I did. I was like, I'm going to go back and check so it out Someone's again. effing with me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, yeah, th- okay, you got me. Good joke. It's I'm a snipe hunt, right? Yeah, 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 right. I was like, okay, you got me. I'm scared. Yep. Okay, we're good. Thank you. So I was like... And everyone I talked to, there was like, oh, you saw it? You saw it? You saw it? Man, okay, okay. So I was like, well, I don't know what I saw. You know, it's probably just like a glare... You know, I don't know what from. There's no other cars, but, you know, it's a glare or something on the windshield. And I never did see it again. And so to this day, maybe it was a glare on the windshield. But I'm telling you, it wasn't. There was somebody that ran across the road and, like, we slammed the brakes, had flashlights. We were going on a ghost hunt, man. And uh, Never caught him? No. Like, there's no way he could have made it far enough out of sight. Because, I mean, like, there was nothing. It was a field. To our to our and left, it wasn't like high grass. N- no, no, it was like knee high. Yeah, Not even that. Maybe Just knee high, but was you... the field the grass moving where he was running? No, that's what I'm saying. Like there was absolutely 100 percent no evidence that a human being was out there anywhere. And I was other than you saw him. Other than the fact that I saw him. So obviously, I sound like the village crazy person, and so I was like, well, I'm not gonna talk about this anymore because this all this is doing is making me look crazy. So, um, but yeah, man, it's pretty creepy. Uh, you know, I know that that's not quite uh, demonic well, forces in the church, but uh, that, yeah, mine was a potential demon. Yours was an actual sounds like ghost. Yeah, right. And that's the whole thing is like most of the time with the paranormal stuff, I, I have a very strong belief in demons and you know divine intervention and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, my my grandpa stirred up something and made something angry, some spirit or something. Yeah, and right. May have manifested itself as that sound. Yeah, maybe that, so. That makes sense. Yeah, possibly so. Me, yeah, I, I I'm even, still the skeptic. I'm saying it's feedback or something. Right. But, and, and you know what? Maybe it was. But all I'm saying is I know what I saw and I there's no way I can ever prove it. And I was the guy who, like I said, my paranormal stuff is more on the spiritual level. Not on like just, you know, Steve Jim died and now his ghost is drinking all my beer. You know, that's that's not what I'm getting at here. But but what I saw looked like a person. And what you saw fits the traditional story of people witnessing things like uh, local hotels around here where there are stories that, right. you know, at certain times, if you happen to glance up in a window, you may see. Yeah. A person. Yeah, like uh, what's the one in Eureka? The uh, uh, the hotel, the Crescent, the Crescent Crescent Moon Hotel or Crescent yeah, Hotel. Yeah, and there's like a, a, a like a old widow or something that wanders the hotel, yeah, and like she that. messes with the guests. Yeah, well, I mean, she's upset we're in her house, you know, but it's terrifying. Yeah, it is, right? So, okay, you said you had three. You told two. I've got one more. I'll tell, yeah. and and you you go <laughs> ahead with your third though. I'd I'd like to hear it. So this was back in high school, my senior year. Me and a couple of my buddies are driving around. There's probably like five or six of us in this car. And we would just drive around the back at like 11 or 12 p.m. Because that's all you do in small town. You drive around, you burn stuff. And it wouldn't burn in season. Yeah, I was say, I... all right, go Bonfires. ahead. Bonfires. <laughs> oh, I got you. He's trying to burn down a JJ, you know what I'm saying? And we, so we're driving. You know what you're talking about, Cheech. Yeah. <laughs> John, easy. So we're driving around back roads right past my buddy's house. And we turn right on this loop. 
and it goes out to this old field, and there's a dirt road kind of in it. You're talking about Mudtown Bottom. Yeah, okay, right yeah. past 253. You go down 253 yeah. till turns, and on the turn, the loop to your right, there's a house in the little corner, mm-hmm. and there, we saw a dog. Thought it was a regular. It looked like a black Rottweiler. Pretty intense, intimidating dog at 11 p.m. Right. And it just kind of disappeared, ran off, looked like it went to the house. And so we just, like, keep driving around. 20 minutes later, probably loop back the same area because the back is small. And it was, like, there. And then we we drove past it, and then it was right there. It was, like, on the left of us running full speed with us. And we were, like, okay, maybe it just went really fast because we were driving 30 or 40. Right, okay. Maybe. But I was, like, that's really fast for a dog. That is still really fast <clears throat> for a dog, but, yeah. But, like, we're, like, maybe it looped behind us. And so we come back for a third time. And it's not there. And then last second, it pops up right in front of the car and then gone. And then it's right behind it chasing. And I was like, and I was sitting in the bed of the truck. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> of like, course you what? were. That's where the natty is, baby. You got to have the natty eyes. And I was like freaking out. And we were like, it's a demon dog, 100%. Because it would gone in there. Gone in there. Cerberus. It was terrifying. That's a three-headed dog. That well, was there a 12-pack of natty in the back? No. <laughs> It'd be real. No. Okay. So we you found some demon dog. It That's would just like flick it. around on either side. And they couldn't keep up with us. We were going 30 or 40. That's strange. Yeah, I don't mess around in, like, the woods and stuff either like that. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, the woods again, is really I'm uh, the logical, skeptical one here. But at the same time, I try not to put myself in situations where I have to be the, the skeptic. So that's one thing that I don't like running into. And I have people in my family that they... I'm not going to say that they go out and hunt for Bigfoot, but they like to go out in the woods and hunt for Bigfoot. anything <laughs> that is out of the normal they're looking for like the boggy creek swamp yeah yeah something something old dave and they hear the stories of the locals that there's something out there you hear it i believe everything the locals ever say for any like of those like bigfoot things i believe the locals 100 percent every time my family i have so i have snarky things to say but i'm not so what i was gonna get at hoot is you've lived out in lavaca Uh but not only have you lived out in lavaca you lived out in the middle of Lavaca yeah. before. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like the original. Yeah, have you like, ever had any odd occurrences out in the middle of nowhere that you can't really explain? It don't necessarily have to be a ghost or a Bigfoot, but uh, just something there, like, there's been, what the hell was that? And yeah, there's been some things, um, you know, because I lived, uh, I, you know, I, I live out north of Lavaca uh, by, by quite a ways. We, we live out in farm country and the sticks, you know, and... Uh, you know, especially around my house, is yeah, heavily it's wooded. wooded. Yeah, and there's been some strange sounds and stuff, but nothing that's just like not explainable. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never had any kind of eerie, chilling feeling when I'm like out there. Something was watching you. Oh, I get that. Yeah, and, and dude, I mean, I'm telling dark. you, you know, you've been to my house. I'll sit on my back porch until two in the morning watching TV. Yeah, fire going. Yeah, and like I, I've never felt uncomfortable doing that. I can never do that. It just, I, I don't I know. I guess it's a it. sense of peace, though, because like where my house is built now, that's where I grew up. That was my grandma's house. Like, I mean, not the same house, obviously, because I built a new one, but uh, that's where her house, my, my grandparents' house used to sit. So I grew up there. I grew up in those woods. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's why there's a sense of comfort there for me. I'm not worried about that. But, however, I had another experience, and this is probably 10, 11, 12, 13, probably 14 years after the the story I just told you, right? So I was a, um, technically I was a security three officer, uh, in quotations, at Fort Chaffee Regional Training Site, okay? So I was employed by the state and the Department of Defense 
uh, as basically a glorified gate guard. And I worked there for a while and I took a lot of classes and I showed that I was worth something. So they moved me up. I, I was a graveyard shift dude there. And there's some eerie feelings where you feel like you're being watched out there, but it's, you're more worried about like weirdos watching. Yeah, you you're looking for Charlie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm like, he ain't here. It's, it's just me. And they're like, all right, we'll go. Anyway, uh, so I got put on fire. Uh, I was a uh, wildland firefighter. Um, I trained with some of the best hot shots uh, in the country, you know, the U.S. Forestry Service. And, yeah, so, I mean, that was something I, I loved doing, too. Like, I loved it. So I was a, uh, I was a firefighter, and I remember I went home. I, like, they moved my shift a lot. Uh, during that transition period. So for some reason, I was on second shift, which is 4 p.m. Uh, to midnight. Okay, and for some reason, I guess, or, or maybe I was on day shift. It doesn't matter. I was at home. I got cleaned up. I went to bed, and I got a phone call saying to come back. And I don't know if you guys remember this. It happened in 2011, 2012, somewhere like that. Uh, the hospital area um, at Fort Chaffee, the old hospital area at Fort Chaffee, burned down. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the fire I got called on. And there's always been the stories that the hospital area is haunted, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Whenever I'd be on patrol or something, I'd go out and check, make sure you know you don't have vagrants out there doing things. Other than that, it's whatever. I mean, dude, I can't tell you how many times I park there to get out and you know relieve myself, or just to. At the time, I was a smoker, so I'd get out there and I'd sit and smoke a cigarette, and then I'd get back in the car and go about my business. It was never anything like it didn't bother me. Is the picture I'm trying to paint here. So, one night, a friend of mine, Adam Norit, and myself are cruising, and he was like, let's go out to the hospital area. You know, it's kind of out of the way, so, you know, it's kind of a place where we could kind of, like, chill for a minute. Didn't necessarily have to be, you know, super professional. We could sit there, cut up for a few minutes, and get back on, you know, back to work. So, we went out there, and I was like, well, man, you know, we're here. I got to pee. So I get out of the car, I go, I use the bathroom, I come back, and I swear to you, man, I got about maybe 10, 15 yards from the car, and like it was, it, it's hard to explain, but because it was loud, but it wasn't your typical loud sound. It wasn't unbearable in your ear, but it sounded like it was right in your ear, if that makes any sense. But there was a like a woman's scream, like blood curdling scream and you're like so immediately you know i'm on duty as a cop that night so i mean i'm you're like looking to help someone yeah i'm like okay what what was that what was that and i turned around and i look and there's nothing at all it, everything's still everything's quiet you know how the air feels you know whenever someone's being really loud you can hear it there's echoes blah 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 right it wasn't like that. It was still, it was like nothing had ever happened. I turned around and there was no sound. There was no echoing. There was no, uh, anything that comes with that kind of scream. There was no sounds of someone writhing in pain. Yeah, there was no like reverb of any. Yeah, there was just nothing. And I turned around and looked at Adam and I was like, you know, I held my hands up and he's like, what? So I was like, oh, well, that was terrifying. Let's, uh, let's roll. Let's get out of here. So now we'll go back to where I was starting. I got the phone call for the fire and it was the hospital area burning down so i got out there probably midnight and um maybe a little later but anyway i got out there we fight the fire all night long and we were all upset because we're like these are scheduled for demolition anyway let's just light them up and let them go and 
you you're know, welcome. Yeah, exactly, right? Well, our fire chief at the time, or our chief at the time, who was, he didn't live up to the title. Anyway, uh, he was like, no, 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 no. Because he just wanted to kind of be in tro- control of everything. Well, I, I finally got hooked up with uh, another friend, a couple other friends of mine, um, Nate Griffin and uh, Clint Montgomery. And uh, another guy named Dusty Redding. And they were like, hey, we're going back here and we're lighting it off. I was like, count me in. Let's go. I don't care. Like, what are they going to do? Fire me? What? Let's do it. So we went to the backside. And right before we lit off, we actually got the go ahead. The chief was like, hey, go ahead and light it off. Let's just be done with this. We're like, sweet. So without thinking, I grabbed my drip torch, light it. And here I go, just being a good soldier, walking along. And you have to walk through these long corridor buildings. And I'm dragging fire behind me. So I'm lighting the building on fire as I'm walking through. Well, then I got to the very end. I was probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 yards from the door. There's the scream. Once again, my first instinct is, oh my God, there's someone in here. So me being, um, I would say probably not my smartest decision, but maybe a heroic one. I turn around, the building's on fire. So I toss the drip torch out the window onto the gravel and I start running through the building looking for whoever it is. And this time I can hear it. Like I can hear someone crying. And I was like, I have to find him. I, I, if, I, if I don't, then I'm the one who did this. You know, I, I know that even sounds selfish, but seriously, I, I was like, I got to find him. And I'm telling you, man, this building is starting to, you know, really starting to catch fire. And I was like, okay, I've gone through every room. There's no one here. I went out, I, I start heading towards the door again. I get maybe a step further, scream right in my ear. And at that point I was like, nope, 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 nope. I am not coming back in here. That's something luring me in to burn up. I'm done. I am out. And uh, I, I left and like, I, I just cut to, you know, cut bait and got out of there. But um, I was really concerned. So I stuck around obviously and there wasn't anybody in any building. Anywhere. Anybody else to cooperate the sounds? Nope. That's the part that sucks. Everything that I've said is like, I'm the only one who experienced it. You know what I'm saying? I'm the other like, guys didn't like believe you or anything. Yeah, but I'm of them. I've always been of the mindset. A lot of these people that you see on these television shows, it's like, okay, they wanted to be on TV to tell a story. Right. I know you personally, and I know how you're a, a lot like me and logic minded and skeptic yeah. first. Yeah. So I understand how it is a big deal for you to actually say this. Oh, yeah, man. It, it was crazy. And like I said, I mean, seriously, talking about being a skeptic, I heard this scream again, the same one I heard before. And my first instinct was like, I got to go back in because there's somebody in there. Yeah. And like I said, though, the, the, the fact that I could continuously hear crying and stuff like that, it was very unsettling. But like I said, at that point, adrenaline's pumping. I'm like, I have to find whoever this is and I have to get them out. And there was no one there. And that was that was really creepy. And I'm telling you this, and, and I'm I'm telling you, no one else heard it. But as that building went up, I could hear the screams. Same building as same before. building. Yeah, yeah. We we had stepped back. We'd gotten far enough away to let it, you know, let it burn. We had it contained, and that's how we were controlling the fire. We're going to light off the backside, let the fire converge on itself, and burn out. Did anybody else have any similar stories in their buildings that they were? Uh, no, but I have looked it up, and the screaming is not uncommon to be heard out there. So I am not the only one who has heard this. 
I'm just the only one each time that I heard it, I was the only one who heard it. Like I said, but I went to looking it up because you can find anything on uh, Facebook, you know what I mean? So you go into like haunted, uh, you could look up like haunted Fort Chaffee and you'll probably find a Facebook group of people yeah. talking about it. But uh, I mean, it was just it, like, like I said, once the building uh, actually went up fully involved and like the roof started to you know, drop in, not like a big dramatic thing, but chunks of it started to drop in. You like I could just hear it, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta, uh, I don't know, go to church or something." This is crazy, <laughs> man. Like it, it, it was terrifying, and I, I didn't tell a lot of people that story. Um, I did ask um, as I was standing back, and I heard the screams as the building was going up. I did kind of like, you know, hey man, you hear that? It's like what? I said ah, nothing. I thought I heard something. Oh man, it was right in my ear. I could hear it the whole time. I was sitting there saying, "Yeah." But you're, as soon as he play, was, yeah, you're yeah. playing it off like, "No, I guess I didn't hear anything" because he didn't react. Uh, yeah. But in your mind, you're like, "No, I know what I heard." Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I know what I heard, and it, like, that was the closest I've ever been to like being paralyzed with fear. And luckily, I wasn't because yeah. that could have been the end of me. I could have been a hoot kebab, but. Uh, yeah. Goes, yeah, zoinks! <laughs> but uh, you you run in place, your yeah, feet yeah. <laughs> But luckily, it wasn't old man Jenkins, you know. But, uh, but well, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, if it was, that would have might have helped. For oh the next god, yeah. Well, that, that would have helped me yeah, sleep man, for the next year. <laughs> old man Jenkins making weird noises might have kind of helped you <laughs> a little peace of mind. But I will say this: that was, like I said, I think that was 2011, uh, and. I have no experiences since, and I like it that way. I'd like to keep it that way, uh, you know. But uh, so, here's my thing: Do I believe in ghosts and like people who have died, who have was the the Casper explanation? People with the unfinished business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I believe that because of my faith. You know what I mean? I believe that when we die, we're done. It's over with. Well, that, that's a fair point. Cause you know, Christianity doesn't really lend to no, the to, belief of ghosts wandering around. Right. Around it, we, we have final judgment where we go to heaven or hell. I mean, that's, that's what we believe, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, eh, do I believe in spiritual and supernatural forces that work around us? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely believe that. Like, you know, that's why movies like The Exorcist are so unnerving to me. Even I, I know that movie is kind of like old and tame by modern convention. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But at the time, that was the most terrifying movie that had ever come out, and it just well by that same you know you can look at documented evidence of people that have been locked away in asylums. Mm -hmm that have been under similar circumstances where they thought they needed an exorcism to cast out some form of a demon and the weird body contortions, the head spinning, the eyes, the, yeah. all of those things. There's documentation that people do act this odd way. Uh, you, you know, actually a cool thing that you can watch on, I think on Netflix, um, Conjuring. Uh, no, not the Conjuring. This one's actually a documentary. Um, and it's made by, I can't remember his name. Who, hey, uh, look up for me. Who was the director of The Exorcist? Uh, a lot of those people they said had schizophrenia. William Friedkin. 
Okay, what do you mean <clears throat> Most people, they locked up for the demon or whatever. They said they had schizophrenia, multiple person. Yeah, yeah. Disorder. Well, I mean, that's a that's actually a pretty a common uh, scientific scapegoat yeah, for supernatural things. Not, you can't move your body like that and live. Well, but they, they had said something about, I don't know, something about some form of arthritis can cause you to be able to, like, lock your joints in place and that kind of stuff. I mean... You know, I I don't really know, but uh, anyway, getting to the point. Uh, what'd you say his name was? William what? Friedkin. Yeah, William Friedkin. He was the director of the movie The Exorcist, the the one that came out in the seventies with Linda Blair. Um, so he has actually recently made a documentary, and it, I said it's on Netflix. I th- it might be on HBO, but either way, it's called The Devil and Father Amora, and it's a documentary about a you know the Vatican's big time exorcist, Father Amora. And yeah, I mean, it, it was it, it was very it, it wasn't meant to be scary. It's meant to be like this dude pretty much said he's like, hey, you know, I didn't believe in any of this until I made that movie. Because and ever since then, I, I I believe in this, and and you know, I'm gonna, you know, he he's trying to expose the fact that it it actually is real. And uh, there was, there's actually documentary footage of an exorcism, and it's not nearly as Hollywood. There's no pea suit getting vomited. There's no 360-degree head turns. But there's a lot of thrashing about, and you're like, okay, yeah, you could... you could Self-harm, a lot of things like that. Yeah, it's like, you know, you could... But you could still be like, okay, that might be for the movie. That might be for this. But then it happened. And, like, you could tell that... And, and I, like I said, I know that they can do anything with the movies, but like the, the atmosphere, everything felt so real. Uh, but this woman started speaking not only multiple languages, but in multiple voices all at the same time. And which is impossible. Right. And that was very unsettling. And of course, father and more has, has passed on. And, um, it's you know that's kind of how everything ends in the documentary, but it's it's um it's on Netflix. It's kind of, I, it's either on Netflix or it's on HBO Max. I'm not sure. I was gonna say it's kind of weird bringing this back full circle that my grandfather, the one I was talking about, the reason that he was asked to go around and minister around all of those local churches is because what his I guess church profession what he would do is he would be brought in and he would people would repent and they would you know, come to Jesus and they would cast away the, all of their, their, their sins and iniquities and, and find faith. But he would also rebuke demons. Right. And he did exorcisms. Ah. So that kind of adds to the weird weirdness that was my grandfather. Yeah, Because man. he had this calm and this peace about him. Never, I've never seen the man agitated. Yeah. It was just mellow. It's like a... Uh, the big Lebowski, the dude abides. Yeah, just the everything's dude abides. Cool. Yeah, but I don't know. It's part of the a little a little extra creep factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there, there's definitely things that we can't explain. There's definitely experiences that we've all had that even if you don't necessarily believe it's a ghost or a demon or a spirit of any kind, you still are like, well, that's weird. Yeah, and that makes me really uncomfortable. Well, here's food for thought. If you encounter something that is weird and makes you feel really uncomfortable not like in a i'm upset i'm mad i'm uncomfortable but in like a something's wrong yeah feeling hey maybe uh maybe it could be something else maybe it could be in fact you know something supernatural happening around you 
so here's the thing. Uh, if you guys hear this and uh, maybe you have some experiences you'd like to share, uh, reach out to us on social media. Send us a message. Um, man, I'd like to hear your story. We'd love to share the story on air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, if it's good enough, I'll have you come on and share it on air. I mean, that'd be awesome. Uh, and you get to be on this worldwide broadcasting podcast. Just keep growing. I, I mean, come on. But, uh, yeah, so just reach out to us on social media and and tell us about your experiences if you've had them and if you think we're all full of uh, uh, manure. If then it's fact uh, or cap. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Factor cat, man. Let, let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. Do you think we made it up? Do you think we did all this? I can tell you I didn't make mine up. I'm I didn't scared either. to death talking I about saw it. it. I'm scared to go to my cabin. <laughs> I only have one story, and I don't even believe my own story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, reach out to us on social media. Follow us on social media. We're, uh, we're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, YouTube, Google, Apple, Spotify and uh, be on the lookout. Uh, we'll be dropping a, a, a link soon. Our recording nights, we're going to be uh, live streaming on Twitch and uh, we'll, we'll get you guys set up with that as soon as, as soon as we're set up with it, I guess. But uh, hey, thanks for tuning in for another one. I hope you enjoyed it. From all of us here at the Hoot Hobbs Show, C. Wayne, BT, and myself, we bid you good night.